we've got a new sponsor. Yes, www.badfishmerch.com, where listeners can get 10% off with our promo code THEMEPARK at checkout. Tell me more. They can do any slogan or picture using all sorts of vinyls, including rainbow, leather effect, glow in the dark, and even reflective. I'd quite like to see myself reflected in someone else's slogan that they were wearing. Creepy. But you too can be creepy at www.badfishmerch.com using promo code ThemePark. What slogan sums up this show? Chaos ensues. Lovely. Roll the titles. Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. And welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla, and as everyone joined by Holly. Hello. And this week we are discussing Man of Steel, which was released in the USA on the 10th of June 2013 and in the UK on the 12th of June 2013. But as ever, before we get into that, we're going to talk about where it features in a theme park. And this is a first for us because it's the first time we have ever not done something that's in Orlando or even anything to do with Universal Studios or Walt Disney. Well, you know, we did do Mean Girls, which had nothing. Well, yeah, I mean, we've done (laughs) off-topic shows, but in terms of things that actually have a theme park ride, this is the first one. And there's nothing to do with Superman in any of the theme parks and florida no because they're marvel and superman is dc comics uh so that would be why however i have i have done a little bit of research in case anyone cares and superman the ride is actually in six flags massachusetts mm-hmm. and it was voted the number one steel roller coaster in the world five times running oh right It's quite a niche market, though. It does say still roller coaster. So I wonder how many are actually in that category. Yeah. like Is there one, which is why they keep winning? Yeah. Is it just them versus, I don't know, like the Popeye ride in Island of Adventure? Because if it is, I can see why it won. Uh, But also it features in the Warner Brothers movie world in Australia. So you've got you've got friends in Australia. You could go out there and ride this with them. I mean, where whereabouts in Australia? Oh, local, local to to Australia. No, I believe it's in Queensland. I don't know how far away that is from where your friend is. Um, I don't know actually. Well, maybe when you go over there, 
you can pop over to Superman Escape, which is a ride that features. I mean, it probably wouldn't be, but yeah, I, I could. You could, yeah. And that's yeah. the main thing. So we can't tell you what these rides are like, like we normally do. We're going to have to crack straight into the film. But if if any of you have been to Warner Brothers theme park, or more likely Six Flags, because that's quite big, isn't it, in America, Six Flags theme park? I think so. There's a few of them, isn't there? Yeah, I, I believe so. So if you've been to any of those and ridden on Superman, let us know. This was Holly's choice. When when we decided to do Superman, I wanted to do the 1978 version. Of course. Well, that's the one everyone knows, and that's the best one. But no, no. Holly insisted on doing this one, and she's learnt a lesson because she had to watch it, so we'll leave it at that. But I don't know if I'd have liked the 1974 one either. 1978. Sorry, 1978. <laughs> it's just refreshing to watch a film, you know, in a, in decent quality. What I would say is this film is very, very dark. That's very difficult to watch when you're not particularly into a film because mm. it kind of makes you want to drift off. Very dark. I didn't like the tonal colours. <sighs> oh, gosh. I know. <laughs> I sound like we're actually a film review podcast. Dangerous. You're going to get someone coming on being like, it actually wasn't that dark. It was you know, no. one of the lightest films ever filmed or something. You'll be like, that's me learnt. Yeah. Oops. If the contrast gone wrong on the telly. <laughs> yeah. So we start off with Russell Crowe delivering a baby on planet Krypton. I didn't actually know that Superman was from a different planet. Oh, really? So you knew nothing about Superman? I don't think so. I didn't know whether it was, you know, like more of a Spider-Man thing. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I remember Superman from the films because they came out when I was young, like the first three or whatever. And for a time, I even had uh, Superman wallpaper, which is very odd because I don't think I was ever into him that much. I think, yeah, I don't know why I had that. Really odd. Really weird. I honestly don't remember ever being into Superman to that extent. Maybe your mum and dad got like a good, you know, end of sale deal. Fair yeah. enough, isn't it? It was only on one wall, so they obviously didn't want to commit. I remember that. Oh, uh, or there was just one role. Maybe. They just found it and they thought, I'll pop that up. I do remember putting posters over it quite quickly. I had lots of oh. ET posters and lots of pop stars of the day, which you won't have heard of, so there's no point even telling you. Name one. Bucks Fizz. Oh, yeah, I know them. Five Star? No. Oh, I've gone too far. I've gone too far. I pushed you to the limit. <laughs> anyway, back to the film. We hear that Krypton is in trouble and they need to preserve life. Yeah. But there's a baddie dude. And Russell won't collaborate with him. And then I've just written there's a long, boring bit. I can't remember what happened there. <sighs> so long. Really long. But the upshot is at the end of it, they send the baby off in a ship to Earth naked. And I put naked because I thought, pop a blanket on him. He might have been cold. I thought a couple of things was that there's this thing which helps preserve their race or whatever because they're all going to die it seemed quite easy like Russell Crowe didn't have a massive struggle trying to get to it like it was quite it was quite easily accessible I thought mm -hmm. which was just weird that you know mm -hmm. it's so important 
So that was one of the things. Another ish, another one was that the babies were being sort of grown, weren't they? Rather than naturally they were having babies. Yes. But yeah. Russell Crowe's wife was the first one to have a baby naturally in however many years. No one knew. How did no one know? Yeah. Well, how did they explain the weight gain? <laughs> yeah. One of the people tried to sort of, you know, got put up for treason because he tried to overthrow the government, didn't he? Hmm. Yeah. And they sentenced him and then the people who did it to sort of 300 years or whatever floating around the world. I don't know what was going on, but yeah. they, they didn't hmm. really think it through because that was going to happen to it. It was going to, you know, be destroyed. Why didn't, why didn't Russell Crowe and some other people just do that? Go and circle the earth. Yeah. I'd have just killed them, the bad people, and would have said, right, we're the elites, you know, we're the government. We will do that. And then we can come back and try mm-hmm. and rebuild life again. Might be quite useful. Russell's there. He's got his son on planet Earth. And even if everyone didn't believe it, Russell did. Russell and his wife thought that was going to happen. So why didn't they do it? Yeah, I don't know. They were an odd couple, though, weren't they? So anyway, Russell gets killed. And I wrote I wrote at the time that it was an easy day's work for him. Little did I know how much he was going to crop back up. I mean, honestly, he spoke more when he was dead than when he was alive. He did. So for God's sake, Russell. Each time he came back on, I was like, oh. I didn't know what was going on. Um, another thing which was quite quite useful was that got this completely other planet they look incredibly similar to people who live you know live on earth didn't they like he didn't yeah. he didn't look he might he might have been a little bit strange but you know probably no stranger than some people on earth anyway and he seemed to grow at the same rate you know there was never a conversation like he couldn't go to school because of you know he was growing or you know he turned into an adult within 3 days yeah you know yeah. he kind of matched the growth of a human very convenient for this film the baddie is captured but he he vows to find the baby he's then put in a block of ice and shot into a ship so all realistic so far <laughs> Krypton explodes. We then cut to Earth and a shipping boat, and we got some hapless bloke who we realise is Superman, who then takes his shirt off and rescues a load of people from an oil rig. Yeah, he didn't need to take it off. No. We then get a flashback to Clark Kent, which is Superman, as a child. This wasn't really touched upon anymore, that he can see people's insides. But they don't really mention that ever again, do they? That he can see inside people. No. Without skipping to the end and what, you know, where he goes undercover or what he chooses his job, surely he'd be better off being a doctor because he could instantly spot tumours and all sorts. Oh, yeah, exactly. How useful would that be? Wasted. That would be incredibly helpful. Or, I don't know, checking people's luggage at an airport. He could just be scanning it to check there's nothing dodgy going on. There's so many jobs he could do, which would be incredible. And then when you get to the end, it's rubbish. And then is this, this is the scene then when he's at school, is it? In a cupboard. Yeah, he goes a bit mental and hides in a cupboard. The teacher is so unprofessional, it's ridiculous. 
awful. I I wrote this. I was like, why would she? Obviously, he's having some meltdown and the teacher runs out, but brings the whole classroom with her. Yeah, to ridicule him. And still is there when the mum comes rather than saying thank you mrs kent for turning up we will go back to the classroom you know he has to come out and do sort of the walk of shame in front of all his classmates it was terrible terrible way of dealing with it we should mention the reason he's having some kind of breakdown is because his superpowers are overwhelming him aren't they and he realizes he can do all these things that he has to keep secret and then we cut to him on a school bus and again he's getting picked off and the bus falls off of a bridge and he, he basically he rescues everyone lifts the bus to safety and then he jumps in to save the bully and that annoyed me because just leave him he he has quite a big scene throughout this as well doesn't he yeah who else would have been manager of ihop it's true actually <laughs> it is true i take it back they needed him so the parents are alerted to his superpowers and kevin costner plays his dad why did they get kevin costner he's so old why would he be playing his dad now you've just said it i've just you know realized it was him he's old enough to be his grandfather let me have a look 64 oh there you're right yeah you're right is weird he tells him that he has to keep his superpowers to himself and he explains that they found baby clark in a spaceship and he gives him this metal thing which they do give it a name, and I've forgotten. I might have written it down later. We'll wait and see. With the Superman logo on it, that was in the chamber with him. And we find that that's basically what they're looking for throughout the entire film, isn't it? It's this special thing. We then go back to present day, and he defends a colleague in a bar. But again, he holds back his powers. I think he could have at least punched him. I completely agree. And also, I thought this whole thing was completely ridiculous because the man might have been, like, a bit rude to him or whatever. Looking at him, he looks like a very sort of muscly guy. Mm. I don't know whether that person, you know, would it would ever have been a good idea that he sort of tried to have a fight with him. Mm. Because if he did hit him back, he would have definitely lost. Yeah. Because, okay, all right, he's got superpowers, but couldn't he do the equivalent of what he would consider a tickle on him? And that would probably be enough to, like, push him across a room. Because you see him hugging his mum enough times, so he obviously knows how to, you know, be gentle. Yeah. I, I just don't understand why he couldn't have given him, like, a little, you know, what we would consider a little tap, which would obviously then knock the guy out. It just seems a bit over the top to be completely, no, I can't touch anyone. That'd be silly. I Yeah, I agree. Amy Adams rocks up. I think this is weird that she's the love interest because, again, she's probably a bit like older, I would have said. Mm. Uh, yeah, it just felt weird. It Actually, all it made me do was wish that we'd done Enchanted on this episode the whole time she was on oh, screen. Yeah. yeah, we do need to do that, though, don't we? We do. So that's all I was thinking about while I was watching her. But anyway... She rocks up to study something that they initially think is a submarine uh, that's got ice around it that's 20,000 years old. Uh, and she's a journalist, we should say, for the, for the Daily Planet. Yeah. Superman is there and he puts that metal thing into the ship and it kicks off. 
why is Superman there? Don't know. It's quite circumstantial that he is there. I don't know if he sensed it and went there or because he just appears. He doesn't appear to, I don't know what made him go. Amy Adams is attacked and Superman saves her and he heals her with his laser eyes. Again, Mm. what a great talent to have. Think of all the stitches we could be saving on by popping him in a hospital. Agreed. When Amy returns to work, they won't report her findings. Well, yeah, and he made a good point, the journalist, which was a bit like, even if it was real, like, do you really want to tell people? Mm. Like, do people really want to know? Yeah, I mean, without getting too, you know, in-depth and paranormal, I'm sure there's a hell of a lot of things that we don't know about that governments keep from us, because what's the point of us knowing? Ignorance is bliss. Absolutely. I don't want to know. (laughs) No, neither do I. We're going to be blown up. Don't tell me about it. Let's just let it happen. Yeah, I agree. Russell Crowe appears in front of Superman and reveals he's his father. Just like in many films, left it a bit late because he's 33 by this point. But it's because he put that thing in. Ah. So basically like the US, it's like a USB stick and he's just a hologram on the USB. Makes me think of Star Wars that we've got coming up. Because that's on that. Have you watched Star Wars yet? No. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll watch it like a couple of days before because I'm not going to remember anything that goes on or know what's happening. Okay, that's fair, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, it just made me think of it because it's a similar thing that happens. Oh. Anyway. He tells him his real name, which again is quite... Normal. Quite normal, you know, quite an English, you know, name. Yeah, it's not an unusual name, is it? No. He tells him that he's from Krypton and the military leader attempted a coup, but it was all too late and he was the first natural birth and that's why they had to save him. He gives him his Superman suit. So I, I wrote this down. It was 46 minutes into the film before we even get to see him dressed up as Superman. Oh. How ridiculous is that? And this is my problem with all of these superhero films one they're not my thing but i accept they're other people's thing but they're all without question too long yeah they just drag on when is there ever a superhero film that's under two hours it doesn't need to be as long as it is no it doesn't and there was a lot of unnecessary fighting i would say in this one at the beginning, normally it's the end, but this was even at the beginning. Beginning, middle, end, just ridiculous amounts of scenes. And I don't really understand. So he has this suit, you know, the Superman suit that we mm. all know, but no mm. one else in Krypton or wherever they lived seemed to wear it. <laughs> Crensetter. He's got this sort of completely new outfit that no one else yeah. wears. No one else had a cape. No, they didn't. No one else was wearing, like, even the colours of red. They were all wearing greys. Yeah. I was really disappointed that you don't get a nod to the original where he changes in a phone box. There was none of that. He didn't change in a phone box. Normally he was dressed up as Clark Kent, as we see him at the end. I think they opened it up, though, Carla, for another film. Which did happen. And there's a few, isn't there, after it? There's a few after this one. How is that? Well, I asked online which was the most bearable of the new films and 
the consensus was this was the better. Oh, okay, fine. Well, I was going to say you might get into it more, you know, going into those newer films then. It, this is a bit like before before we know him. Yeah, there's a few after this one. Anyway, Amy sets about trying to find him and ends up at his mum's house. Kevin Costner is dead and she finds Superman at the dad's grave. So we then flash back to a Barney that he's having with his dad and then a tornado hits. There's a lot of points about this. It's really weird, this scene. So I'll tell you what happens and then you can make your points. Yeah. Basically, the dad dies saving the dog. Thankfully, the dog is okay because that's all I cared about, not Kevin Costner. But he basically lets his dad die to honour his dad's wishes of not not showing his superpowers. First of all, when they were there, they saw the tornado. Kansas, I'd have thought most people have, have seen a tornado or maybe where they live. You know, they just were, seemed a bit shocked. The tornado was absolutely massive. Mm-hmm. You know, at, like absolutely massive. And then it was just strange that he sent Clark away with his mum. The one man who could survive the tornado would be him. Then it was ridiculous. I mean, obviously, we would disagree. It's a dog. So Don't be ridiculous, Holly. I'm telling you something. I would put my life on the line for my dogs way before probably 99% of humans like you and Lyle very similar but there was like so many different options they could have done where the dad could have still been alive I also thought the dad didn't even attempt to move yeah no he didn't he just stood there and let it take it maybe he'd had enough because he just at one point he could have at least run yeah yeah um you know he had enough time to gesture to Superman not to save him quite and quite a big gesture you know quite a paused dramatic gesture a heartfelt gesture and a look a real look you know it wasn't just a don't you know it was a a moment I think he could have in that moment run over and saved him and everyone would be so traumatized by what was happening that they probably could have been convinced that no you just saw him flying up into the tornado with nothing to do with his son flying in the air you know what I mean I think that they, he could have yeah. risked saving him and those people probably could have been talked into thinking it was just son dragging his dad out of the way. It was really ridiculous. And that the mum would have just been okay with it. Yeah, she was fine with it, wasn't she? You know, like, just so like, oh, yeah, you just let your dad die. That's what dad yeah. would have wanted. Like, wouldn't you have been like, you should have ignored him? Yeah. So after hearing this, Amy drops the story and he explains to his mum that he knows where he comes from. The Pentagon are warned there's UFO activity and it breaks on the news with visuals saying you are not alone. I thought that was odd. Handy translation. <laughs> um, the baddie dude announces that they have one of his people who is in disguise and he tells Superman to surrender in 24 hours or the world will suffer. Now, Carla, I've got a fact for you now. Oh, I feel like we should have a jingle because this has never happened. (music) 
so this is this is a a fact which has been passed along so you know it might not be 100% true I don't know but Adam heard it from a colleague whatever how many alleyways do you think there are in New York I don't know in Manhattan I have no idea basically there's I think there's one so you know in all the films which was in here Mm -hmm. there was a scene down an alleyway yeah in New York, there is only one alleyway in New York. Mm. All films are filmed down. Down the one alleyway? Yeah. Well, who knew that? I mean, it took two years for you to come out of the fact, but I think we can all agree it was worth the wait. Which might be disputed. Which may not be true. Um. It then breaks that Amy Adams knows his whereabouts and she's chased by the FBI. We get yet another flashback to Superman being bullied. Uh, And this is a flashback before his dad dies and his dad's pleased that he didn't fight back. Yeah. Uh, Back to present day, Superman appears at the army base and demands to see Amy. He's told that they have to hand him over. And the baddie sends some messenger woman to collect Amy and Superman together and they go off in a spaceship. Why did they want her? No clue. I don't know if it was to make him weaker. Maybe they thought he would try and protect her because they didn't really do anything with her, did they? No, it's just another person on board. Mm. No, I didn't really understand. I've written here that there's a lot of waffle because I didn't really understand what was happening for the next five to ten minutes. Yeah. Amy puts the S thing that they're all, you know, this bit that they're all The USB. The USB. Let's call it the USB. Amy puts the USB into something and Russell Crowe appears again. That guy. Uh, They fight off a load of the enemies. She gets in a pod and blasts off. Yeah. Then Russell's now hanging around Superman and tells him that he's he's the bridge between humans and them, and that he should go and save Amy. So he does. Saves her from the pod. Yeah. And then he flies off again, because he I guess he senses there's a problem at his mum's house. Yeah, he seemed to know, didn't he? Hmm, yeah. I was going to say spidey senses, but that's the wrong superhero. But I guess they all have they all have similar traits. Yeah. They're roughing up his mum and he appears and gives them what for. And then we get more long drawn out nonsense. This lasted ages. Way too long. Oh. And it's like, what's the point of them? All they're doing is just sort of pulling each other around or pushing each other. Yeah. But no one's really getting um you know, no one was really sort of getting injured or anything happening. It was just pointless. Awful. Superman helps the army guys and the colonel declares that Superman is not the enemy. Which, okay, he's not the enemy. I agree. But he is kind of a troublemaker for the Earth, isn't mm-hmm. he? Just by him being on it. Yeah. You know, I, I know it's not his fault. But look at the amount of money he must have caused with the destruction just by him being The whole of Smallville is basically, is gone. And his mum's house. 
Oh, no. But she wasn't even bothered. She said, oh, don't worry about it. She's a very relaxed woman. She doesn't care that he killed her husband. She doesn't care that her house has been She's ruined. Like, it's just stuff. It's like, well, a little bit more. Also, that was my other thing, actually, I was going to say about, on average, how long do dogs live for? Depends on the species, but about 15, 16 years would be a good age. Because he seemed, you know, the dog had been around since he was very young. And was still there. Yeah, and he's 33 now. Mm, it would be quite an old dog, yeah. But it was, you know, it was still kind of running down to greet him. <laughs> it was. It was a very vibrant dog. <laughs> There's more terror with the baddies using some kind of gravity weapon and they are basically trying to turn Earth into kryptonite. Yeah. And Superman helps stop them. And you know what moment this is, Holly? It's a chaos ensues moment because I honestly didn't have a clue. I'm just completely, what bit are we even at now? I'm just completely out of, like, just more fighting, is it? More fighting, but then in between all that, Russell Crowe is still skulking around. What's he like? But eventually they're defeated, is the upshot. You know, why would you listen to him? I just would take the USB stick out. Yeah, just stop talking, Russell. Do you know what I find really odd as well? And it's a bit like when they're fighting and it's like something like this, the American army should just down tools and, you know, go back to help, go back to helping the people. You know, maybe if we're in New York, why don't we get everybody into the underground to sort of, you know, try and save them and stuff. What is your gun going to do? Yeah. It's just pathetic. It's just pointless more people working you know probably get hit by the bullets than the two people we're trying to aim for like uh like we said in terminator 2 it was ridiculous they were indestructible and yet people were still shooting at them stop it <laughs> yeah it's not gonna do anything stop that pointless madness our terminator 2 episode is our 49th episode and it's available on all good podcast players anyway Amy and Superman have a kiss, but not before she has like a witty quip or something to say beforehand. Oh, yeah. Just when you think it's all over, no. More fighting. Yeah, he's still there. So we get yet another fight, thank God, because, you know, we'd gone about 10 seconds. But it does eventually end at his dad's grave with him explaining to his mum that he's got a new job. And he's now a journalist at the Daily Planet. So I have a couple of things about this. Yeah. One would be the death scene of Zod or whatever his name is. Hmm. You know, actually, when it comes down to it, all he had to do is like snap his neck. So I don't know why we couldn't have done that ages ago, but never hmm. mind. There's a scene when he he's young, he's like back at, home when he's like probably like mm. four or something he's running around the garden he has a red he has a red cape on you know he doesn't know about superman so why would he be running around with a red cape on it's like he knew and he popped his mum's tea towel on him yeah but that was weird i thought it was weird and then kevin costner looks at him as if he knows that he's going to become superman yeah like it didn't make any sense no and then the other thing are people people really thick like do they are they all just are they all pretending that he's not superman or do they actually not know i think and again i'm going only on my knowledge of the original films it was only her 
that knew Clark Kent was really Superman. And he would do a, a normal job, play a bit of a geek in the office, and then when something kicked off, he used to go outside into the phone box and put his pants on over his trousers and become Superman. But she was the only one that ever knew. I mean, he didn't, he didn't even change his face. He just put some glasses on. That's like me taking my glasses off and all of a sudden I'm like Supergirl, which is actually true. Yeah, what you don't hear is that sometimes we just have to stop recordings. Carla will just run off quickly to go and save the dog or something. I need to go and fight crime. Each time you hear a siren, that's actually, that's nothing to do with where I live. That's the call. That's my secret call to go to the phone box. Yeah, like I just thought, like, firstly, like, he's going to be get a job as a journalist. Well, the, the employer, I'm a bit like, you know, what skill sets do you have? None. Why would I employ you? And what, this man's face hasn't been all over the TV? Like, everyone, everybody would know who he was. He doesn't even grow a beard or no, he's anything. Nothing. And he's clearly, like, a really good-looking guy. Yeah, with the piercing blue eyes, which is Superman's trait, that he's got these beautiful blue eyes. I think you would, you'd look twice at him. Yeah. He's not a blending kind of guy, is he? Also, I mean, what offices are they in? Because the whole of New York got destroyed. (laughs) Apart from their office. When we were watching, I said, actually, what I think would be, I don't know if anyone else would find this enjoyable, Carla, you know, let me know. Um, Okay. It'd be quite interesting to see the aftermath of something like this happening the whole of New York gets destroyed you know how do they go about repairing it and fixing it what how are the people feeling is there going to be a massive riot you know is there going to be a revolt just to see how people handle the situation after the cleanup process of it yeah would that be an interesting film oh well it couldn't be worse than this so I'd rather watch that if I'm being honest I just think that would be quite good okay if anyone would like to see that my maybe like a kim and aggie version of where they like get the stains out of the office carpet yeah okay so we've had a lot of shout outs for this film unbelievably well, maybe people do want to hear reviews of newer films Maybe. I don't know. It often surprises me that some films I think are going to be massive, hardly anyone gives us anything for, and then something like this, which, you know, before we came on air, we were worried we were going to be able to fill 45 minutes because we did really didn't have much to say. We're doing well. But, you know, I would say sometimes, though, you know, a film where you'd expect a lot, people are just going to say, yeah, I really like it. Whereas, you know, sometimes films like this cause a bit more of a more of a reaction. Well, let's see. Let's see what kind of reactions they are, because I put this online a long time ago. But we've got at Forgot to Grow Up says, I like it a lot. At Spit and Polish says, the film overall is dull and lifeless. And when it starts to pick up, they force us into flashbacks. Man of Steel has some neat ideas like superpowers adapting to Earth and how Superman uses knowledge to his advantage. Also, the hue and colour is god-awful to look at. Oh. I did say that, guys. You did. At I Have Some Notes says, When I first watched the trailer, I thought this was going to be a film told from Lois Lane's perspective, following rumours of a mysterious figure performing impossible heroic feats 
across the globe. Then the film started on Crichton. At RG Prod says the single loudest film ever made and not a patch on Superman from 1978. Greed. Our friend Will from the Hey Down in Front podcast, who will be appearing on the Star Wars episode with us. So we've got some balance. So we don't upset too many people. <laughs> says... My favourite part was when Superman didn't fight the tornado. I actually really enjoyed this movie, even though it's stupid. Lyle, our friend Lyle, if anyone wants to go and follow Lyle, it's Lyle19889, says, absolute dirge. And, of course, I agree with him. And you agree about the animals as well. Yeah, absolutely. Animals over people any day of the week. At a silent echo says, great film, one of my faves. And then I like, I really like this one. I don't know how this is pronounced. I think it's just at Sims podcast, but it's Sims, S-Y-I-M-S. And I I was spelling it out because I thought their comment was really good. Superman's dads were both Robin Hood. And it's true. Russell Crowe and Kevin Costner both played Robin Hood in feature films. Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Now, that's a fact. I mean, I'm not taking away your New York alleyway fact, but I really enjoyed that fact too. So, yeah, a mixed bag. I think on the whole, people didn't enjoy it so much. I think we can take from that. I think it was just too long. If it had been shorter... And an hour and a half film, cut out the lengthy fight scenes, it might have been fine as a lead up to how you then see him, you know, like you said, doing his day-to-day Superman acts. Yeah. Is there anything you would like to add at this point? No, I don't think so. Okay. So you can find us on Twitter at Theme Park Films on Instagram at Theme Park Films Podcast, or you can email us, themeparkfilms at hotmail.com. We are also the proud creators of Britpod Scene, which is a collective of British podcasts. Please head to Britpod Scene on Twitter, where everything we retweet are the shows that we endorse. Now, this is the first episode we've recorded whilst we've had our new logo, although it probably did appear in the last episode. But we just want to point out we've got a brand new logo and that is all thanks to Stacey from Rough Giraffe Podcast. So that's a comedy podcast that she makes of her mum. It's absolutely hilarious. We can't recommend it enough. And please go and subscribe to that too. I think that's all for now. Next episode, our big one, the one we've been putting off, Star Wars. Holly's never seen it. I've seen it. Mm, scared to talk about it. So, <laughs> imagine if I watch it and I just, you know, have become the biggest Star Wars fan ever. I saw a program about this woman who was like in her forties or something, and she watched the Twilight series after they came out, like on DVD, and she got so mentally obsessed that she tattooed her entire body with Twilight characters. Oh, no, I wonder if that's going to happen to me with Star Wars. Maybe in, like, two months' time, you're going to have, like, Chewbacca tattooed all over your back. And I'm going to be, like, going to those, like, is it, like, VidCon sort of things and dressing up as the characters and stuff. 
I mean, I would love that to happen <laughs> for my own selfish reasons. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Imagine, though, if, if you really, really enjoyed it, that would be such a curveball that none of us saw coming. Mm, like literally none of us. So uh, if you want to hear if Holly is going to become... Um, Get a tattoo of Star Wars. Of Star Wars tattoo. And then tune in to the next episode, which will be Star Wars A New Hope. And thank you very much for listening. And we will see you in the next one. Bye. Theme Park Films podcast is part of Britpod Scene, a network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or follow Britpod Scene on Twitter to find out more. <laughs>